brought to you by the label Iodine Recordings. Their catalog includes great punk, pop punk and hardcore bands like Smoke or Fire, The Iron Roses, Hey Tanks, Stretch Armstrong, The Darning Fire and many many more. It's not complicated, all the bands on Iodine Recordings are a great fit on this podcast and the label is run by great humans with good values. And if you're a vinyl lover like I am, check their selection of gorgeous colored LPs. Thank you so much, Iodine, for supporting this podcast. Check the show notes or visit iodinerecords.com and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show, episode 104. I'm your host, my name is Emily Plamondon. I live in Quebec City in Canada. I'm French-Canadian and I am so passionate about punk rock music. Thank you so much for listening and spending some time with me today. This week, I had some problems with guest booking. <laughs> so I'm going solo. I took your topic suggestions and I'm gonna make three repugnations for the band Acid Snot from Barcelona and H3 from Italy and Krieg Stigen from Sweden. And I'm gonna play my own band's debut single. How lame is that? <laughs> I hope you're ready, my friends, because the show is starting now. Hello, beautiful punk rock humans. How are you? I hope you're doing good. I'm good. So today is a special episode because... <laughs> okay, so I'm always last minute with my interviews. And then I post the episode like three days after the interview. And my guest this week canceled very last second and I didn't have time to book another guest and research. So here I am. I'm solo. And I asked you on Instagram what topics you would like me to talk about. So let's start right now. Okay, so since half, oh, more than that, maybe 75% of the suggestions I got were about my new band and my singing journey and all my past, present and future projects. So let's talk about it. So I started to sing very, very young, like not even three years old, maybe, because I was all the time with my grandma And oh, she was such a great singer. Until the day she died, she was an amazing, fantastic singer. So she would always make me sing all the time. She used to teach me songs. So that's how I really started. And when I was six years old, my parents decided that I should maybe develop my singing a little more. And it's funny because my parents were not religious at all, like not at all. And um, just to give you an example, I was skipping religious class in high school. I would have more like um, ethic classes instead. So yeah. Uh, but the only option available when I was super young at six years old was um, church chorus. <laughs> so I was singing Jesus songs. 
<laughs> for like midnight Christmas church stuff. But for real, it was so much fun for me. I was the youngest. I made a lot of older friends and I learned a lot, especially about harmonies. Then in elementary school, I remember I had some music classes and the teacher wanted me to sing <laughs> Celine Dion solo. I remember that. It was like, But I was so shy, so introverted, and it it got me so anxious. So I was crying not to do that. So my parents told the teacher, nah, she won't do it. <laughs> Fast forward to high school. At the end of high school, um, some of my friends, all guys, they started a punk rock band. And that they are the ones who introduced me to punk rock in general. And also, I decided that I wanted to sing again. So they used to invite it to invite me at their little shows and <laughs> I used to sing, you know, the Pennywise cover of the song Stand By Me. So they used to make me sing the quiet part at the beginning. When the night has come. And when it was time to sing like So darling, darling, stand by me the lead singer would take back the mic and sing the punk part. And I was like, oh, maybe someday I would love to sing the punk part too, you know. And also they invited me to sing a featuring on one of their <laughs> original songs <laughs> called Kamikaze. I don't think you could find it anywhere. I was also a little less shy and I sang in some variety shows in high school. And during this time, I got really interested in punk rock. So I asked to some other friends to introduce me a little more to some other bands. Because at the time I was listening to Offspring and Blink-182 and Sum 41. So I really needed to dig into more, I would say, underground bands. So I asked one of my friends to bury me a CD, a compilation CD. And uh, he got me some bad religion, no effects, no use for a name, rancid, less than Jake and I was like okay punk rock is the shit okay so fast forward in university because in college all I wanted to do was being becoming Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera I used to go to nightclubs a lot so no there's nothing really relevant to say about this era of my life Okay, no, that's not true because I started to be interested in radio hosting. So I was involved in the um, college radio station. So no, that's not true. I did some constructive things too. <laughs> I have to forgive myself. So yeah, back to university. I was studying psychology and social work. And um, I had a very fun but not serious band called Dive Right In. And I used to write songs Oh, and like, you know, my English is not really good today, as you probably notice. But <laughs> back in the days, um, almost 20 years ago... She's an old lady. I mean, look at her. She's old. She's too old. It was awful. And I, sometimes I cringe when I listen to the songs back because we recorded a very DIY demo. <laughs> and I 
English is awful. Oh my god. Um, but it was a very fun experience. But at some point, I think me and the bassist, we wanted to push the band further, but it didn't work, so we just decided to split. During those years, I also started my radio show here in Quebec City called Punk Town that I've been hosting since 2004. And I got really involved in the local scene here in Quebec, in the province of Quebec in general. Then I started a master degree and I met my good, good friend, one of my best friends, actually, Simon. And we started to jam in the, the parties, in the university parties. We, we were jamming different genres, some folk, some punk rock too. And when Tony Sly died in 2012, uh, we decided to do a No Use for a Name and Tony Sly tribute together. And it was super fun. We had a lot of people coming to the show. So we decided to do a tribute to punk rock in general, like with many other bands. And we decided to do three more shows. And it was so, 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 so much fun that we decided to just create the band, our acoustic punk rock cover duet called Fifty Shades of punk rock and we just never stopped <laughs> oh by the way Simon and I we talked about getting a matching tattoo <laughs> about the band together because we've been playing together for 11 years too old and we're like brother and sister so yeah I really want that matching tattoo with him I think it's gonna be our logo and we're currently working on an acoustic punk rock covers album featuring local bands and international bands Stay tuned. So during those 11 years, I also worked with a lot of bands. I got very lucky because a lot of bands asked me to do some featuring on their songs for covers, but also for originals. So it made me very, very happy. I learned a lot. I learned to do studio. But you know, since um, my first band, Dive Right In, died, I've always felt that I should write my own music. I should start a band. And don't get me wrong, because it's super fun to promote other people's bands uh, through my radio show and stuff. And it's also super fun to sing other people's music and adapt it with Fifty Shades of Punk Rock. But I felt like I should also start my own project, but it never worked because in Quebec City it's super hard to find musicians people are already in like 2000 bands you know but about a year and a half ago Scott and I Scott who is the co-producer of the show of the podcast we decided to start to actively search for band members bandmates and we found some great people It was complicated because we had a pretty solid lineup, but one of them decided to quit because he wanted to spend some time with his family. He was feeling bad because he wasn't sure he could put a lot of time in it. So yeah, that, that's life. So now we are still trying to find another member to complete the band, but we're writing and yeah, it's fine. We don't practice yet, but we can write for sure. And the four of us, we are really actively writing. So much fun. I wrote a whole song by myself with the piano and the guys are making it punk rock. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. 
And we just released our debut single. It's called Running on Eggshells. The song talks about the turning points when you realize you can't have a healthy debate with someone because they are living in a total other universe. But the thing is that they also think you are in an alternative universe. And so you have no common ground anymore to talk respectfully. And you still hope that it's going to improve, but it's almost too late. So that's what the song is about. So... To summarize, I'm still playing in 50 Shades of Punk Rock. I'm still doing my radio show Punk Detente. I'm still doing this podcast. And I just started the band The Long Run. And okay, I always swore that I would never, never play my own songs or any song I'm doing a featuring on it or collab. But I think I'm going to make an exception today. And I'm going to play Running on Eggshells or First Sing. Oh, by the way, we don't have any release date. We only have this specific song. We are writing other songs. Like we are currently writing um, four songs, but we absolutely don't know when we could release another one. So we all have to be patient. But releasing our first song gives me so, so, so much motivation. So I hope it won't take too long.
I think three people asked me to talk to you about Metalisha. What's her life story? <laughs> I think it's an amazing topic. So Metalisha is my beautiful cat. She's 13 years old. I adopted her when she was a tiny, tiny, tiny little kitten. And she was saying like... She was super cute. She still is. She's the best cat in the world. And I'm super grateful because I almost lost her when she was a tiny baby. It's a very crazy story. And thanks the universe, she's totally fine. But I have to tell you this crazy story. So 13 years ago, I was living in another apartment with my ex-boyfriend, baby Metalisha, and my big boy, Gros Vache. He was a tuxedo cat. He was really weird. Such a sweetheart with me, with my ex, but he was a total asshole with everyone else, <laughs> including Metalisha. And he had this crazy habit of yelling and screaming at the door all day. It wasn't even going outside, but it was yelling at the door after dinner every day. And once I was doing laundry and Metalisha was sleeping. She was so tiny. She was sleeping next to me on the couch. And at some point, the laundry was over. It was done. So I got up from the couch and I went to the laundry machine. I took... It was... um, It was... Towels and sheets. So I took those. I took a handful of, of those. I put it in the drawer. Took another one. Put it in a drawer. Closed the door. And I decided... I started... Um, yeah, I started the dryer machine. And then I decided to go do some dishes. And after like... Oof, six minutes maybe, I heard like... Rawr, rawr, rawr. So I thought it was my other cat, Gros Vache, standing next to, to the door and yell as usual. But then I checked and he wasn't next to the door. He was standing and staring at the, laundry, at the dryer and he wasn't the one screaming. So my heart literally stopped beating. And I knew that baby Metalisha was in the fucking drawer. So I started to cry. I opened the drawer door and I saw her. Oh my God, pooped it. She was in the drawer and she was hyperventilating. She was hyperventilating <laughs> like this. And I thought she was totally dying in my arms because she stayed like six to eight minutes, maybe, which is a lot at a high temperature. So I put her on the ground. She was like hyperventilating. Like <laughs> it was super sad. She went to her water. She was like walking uh, poorly, I would say. She looked very dizzy. She drank some water. She puked it. And meanwhile, my ex was at the convenience store buying some snacks and he came back and he saw me crying saying that I almost killed the cat because she went she definitely she was sleeping next to me and next thing I know she got in the drawer fuck so we brought her to the hospital and whew, she was totally fine and <laughs> the vet told us that she might have some long-term consequences of that but so far 13 years later she's fine but I got so scared I got a PTSD believe it or not so for like four years after that every time I was doing laundry I put both of my cats in a room closed the door started the laundry checked to see if my cats were still in the room and then I was fine so yeah that's uh, 
a bad day in Metallica's life, but fortunately, she's okay and I swear it wasn't on purpose. I was so sad. By the way, note to Scott. If you want to talk about Metallica a little on this episode, go ahead. Oh, don't mind if I do. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm not even sure where to start. Uh, okay. Well, every morning she gets up with me at about 5.30 a.m. and we go and read the news together and usually get mad at the USA for doing some dumb shit. And then I give her a little bit of my coffee phone, but not before I do my little two clicks which uh, sends her to come in and get a treat. Oh, she just heard that now, and she's coming in to get a treat. And then after that, I usually go and set up her chair by the heater with her nice soft blanket and a heating pad, and I'll turn it on while she starts looking at all the birds and stuff outside, and I start playing a video game for 30 minutes. And then this one time, I left a session open, and she somehow managed to climb over the keyboard and hit the exact number of keys to delete and save the last thing I did. So I came back and got all the way through the session to find out nothing was there that I needed for this one part. But then I... I got it again, and it was funny for the Shah. And then this other time, we accidentally left the screen door open just a little bit, and Shah went over and moved her pod, open the rest of the door, and she got out, and we didn't realize it till like 25 minutes later, but then we went around the corner, she was just sitting in the middle of the driveway of the apartment complex going, meow, because she couldn't deal with the existential dread of facing our decision of going wherever she okay, wanted. Okay, it's time to listen to our first repunctmentation for today. It's for the band Acid Snot from Barcelona in Spain. They are back together in 2023 after five years of break. They are playing a very melodic, fast punk rock full of great harmonies. Let's listen to their latest single, Biopsy.
Rockrock Human. If you like merch as much as I do, I strongly recommend you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves, and kids merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore, and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Crank, Straight Line, Polly, Randy, and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Slide tribute merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide, and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. Ready for another topic? You asked me what I thought about the end of Sum 41, and my answer is. Even if this band is not in my top 30 favorite punk rock bands, I, I'm still sad. Aww. Because I started to go to shows very late in my life. Like everyone, all punk rockers started to go to shows at 16, 15. And, you know, I started to go to shows at 20 and more. And besides some local show I used to go when I was young, one of my first memories of me at a show was... Almost 20 years ago, it was a yellow card and some 41 show in such a beautiful venue in Quebec City called Lagora. It's an outdoor venue with, you have a view on the Saint Laurent River. It's very beautiful. It was such an epic night for me. And I saw some 41 again last year at the Festival d'été. They are so good live. It's incredible. And yeah, the band is not in my top of my favorite bands, but their album Chuck is definitely among my favorite albums of all time for real and I just bought the vinyl but yeah it makes me sad and it's definitely the same thing for no effects it makes me sad because it reminds me that all my favorite bands are gonna retire someday and it's not fun for me to think about that because I dedicate <laughs> probably 80% of my life to punk rock and if I don't have punk rock anymore if my favorite bands up to play I really wonder what I have left yeah I mean I don't want to be dramatic I have family and I always say that as long as I have books I could have a very happy life <laughs> but punk rock is my biggest passion and when I see long-term great bands stop yeah I'm not happy about that but I have a solution for you the solution is to stay aware of new great bands from all around the world because you know what there are a lot of fantastic bands on this planet on this crazy planet and they all want to become your new favorite bands and I'm always so happy to make you discover new bands through my repunkmendations and I'm also so happy when you make me discover some repunkmendation Speaking of great bands, I have a repunkmendation for you. It's for the band NH3. They're from Italy. They used to be called Ammoniaca. They are celebrating more than 20 years of career. It's incredible. And I don't understand why I just discovered them a few days ago. They are playing Ska Punk. And they released a single last November called Take Your Time. And the song is reflecting on the passage of time. Let's go!
sempre stando attento al vento che soffiasse alle spalle non sul petto Non c'è paragone con il battito del cuore quando dice che hai ragione che non c'è posto migliore del tempo Che ho deciso di fermare per capire se la strada che ho percorso ancora ha qualcosa da dire Ora ho capito che il tempo distrugge, costruisce se va lento poi dilata le ferite creando un patto onesto con la solitudine Per sentirti più vero, per sentirti più Anche se rifletto me stesso Sai lo specchio è diverso Perché mi dico Hai le vertigini Sai qual è la mia scelta? Io prendo l'arco senza una rotta Vorrei capire questa cosa del futuro Stare qui non è sicuro Ho vissuto correndo Finché ho capito che dove va l'ombra Dipende da dove guardi il sole Da dove guardi il sole But you know what? I kind of really loved this episode. At first, I was like, should I cancel because my guest canceled, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, I'm very happy to do that kind of episode. So maybe I'll do another one in the future. Someone asked me to talk to you about what punk means now in this adult life. And we probably have all different answers for that, but I will talk about my own perspective on this. 
So now that I'm almost 40 years old, <laughs> punk rock is less about like, fuck the world. But I mean, yeah, fuck the world indeed, for sure. But now it's really more about being happy to be outside of the box if the box doesn't fit you. You understand? Like, yeah, I'm almost 40. I'm a woman. I don't have kids. I don't have a house. And... Sometimes I still feel a pressure, but punk rock allows me to accept that it's not for me and it's okay. And I can have a great life even if I don't fit in what society wants me to become. And maybe society thinks that punk rockers are a fail, but we're not. We are authentic. We are passionate. We are still living our dreams And at 40 years old, it's fucking okay to play music in bars and nap on my lunch break. <laughs> but I also have a professional day job that I really like. But it's also okay to dedicate your life to your passion, you know? And being still involved a lot in the punk scene allows me to stay connected to my deep values of equality and social justice. And I always said that the day that social justice and equality will stop being important to me, I would be dead inside. But punk rocks really keeps me into that. So let's put it this way. Um, punk rock is about, like, do what you want. Fuck society's obligations if it doesn't serve you. But respect all humans and fight for people who are erased by society or oppressed. Yeah, that's my vision of punk rock as an adult. And I don't feel as an adult at all. <laughs> and now I want to listen to some propaganda. Hmm, yeah. They are the fucking best to keep us grounded into the punk rock values, right? And now it's time to listen to the last repunkmendation for today. And it's for a brand new band from Sweden called Kristigen. I just hope I pronounce it well. If not, I am so, so, so sorry. So I think most of the members also play in the band Wrong Band, but I feel, I don't know the story of this new band, but I feel like they wanted to start a band singing in Swedish. And it's so, so, so good. They just released their debut single called Stop Min Krop. And I'm very excited to hear more from them. It's so, so, so good. Let's go. <laughs> Min kropp drar mig inte ditt fula äckel Vad är det som du inte förstår? Du borde veta var gränsen går
much for listening to the special no guest episode. <laughs> Thank you to our sponsors, Epic Merch Store and Iodine Recordings. Thank you to Scott Hallquist from Ten Football for the co-production and the edit of this episode. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe to your favorite platform so you won't miss any episodes. You can also subscribe to the Patreon page to have access to some exclusive content in exchange of some money. The most important thing that you can do and it's totally free is to share this episode in your social medias and tag me Punk Rocket. It's the best way to promote the podcast. I'm gonna skip an episode next week because I'm gonna be living my best life at the Puzza Fest and it's like four days so I won't have time to record another episode. I'll be back in two weeks and I'm gonna talk to you about this fantastic weekend I'm about to have in Montreal. Until then, punk your life!